sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Bricardi. And this week we're doing... 2017! Yes, our top 10, basically, of 2017. And doing something a little different than we've done before, because this time we're doing our top 10 uh, things from this year, but then also uh, top 10 things that like weren't new this year, but are still would still be in our top 10, you know, returning series or whatever. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, so let's, you want me, I'll start this one since I think your list is more disorganized than mine. Sounds uh, good. Uh, my number 10 for the year is a tie. This is, eh, it's not really necessarily a theme, but kind of like this, because these aren't really new. They're new versions of old things. My number 10 is a tie with uh, the deluxe reissue of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by the Beatles and the deluxe Blu-ray CD reissue of Black Sea by XTC, because um, both are really awesome. They both come with Blu-rays with like 5.1 surround mixes and videos and shit like that. And oh, uh, so on on the Blu-ray is just the music, but also different like documentaries and stuff. Yeah, documentaries and videos and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And the uh, the Sergeant Pepper. I mean, it it was pricey. It was a big box, but it came with like all this all this shit from um that came with i guess the original album when it was released in 67 like all these cut out things that you can you know sergeant pepper hats and stuff you can <laughs> put on your wall which obviously i'm not going to do but like and they both come with booklets and i don't know they're really nice the sound is really good uh sergeant pepper is not my favorite album but that they have like is it three or four cds i mean there's tons of outtakes and whatever so that's awesome so did Sgt. Pepper's come out in 67? Is that why they're doing it now? Or just, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was 67. Um, and uh, and the packaging is all really nice. And same with Black Sea. Um, I listened to XTC, the XTC one more. Uh, it doesn't have... On the Blu-ray, they have like all kinds of alternate takes and whatever. On the CD, it's just the album plus some like stray singles from that period. But uh, I... I got to figure out a way to like rip the sound from a Blu-ray so I can get those song, all those alternate songs on the XTC thing on there. Although I guess the problem then is like, how do you convert from 5.1 surround sound to like normal stereo? I don't even yeah. know, but I'm sure there's some shit. If you know, write to us at popculturecontinuum@gmail.com. Uh, that's my number ten old shit. As, you, as long as you know how to do it legally. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, or illegally, as well. Uh, what do you got for number 10? I think my number 10 will be... Uh, let's go with a fun movie from this year. For number 10, let's say Baby Driver. Baby Driver. About Minnie Driver when she was young. No, this is a cartoon starring Alec Baldwin where he plays... Oh, he's like some kind of boss of of a bunch of drivers? Yes. Like UPS it's, drivers? Yeah, it's like... Well, it's it's animated version of Taxi, but they just turned it into UPS drivers, and Danny DeVito plays that Danny DeVito Oh, I character. thought it was like... See, I thought it was King of Queens, but it's Taxi. Oh, that makes sense. Baby Driver. No, it's Kevin Spacey's last role. Oh. 
Wait, was he actually in it? Yeah, no. yeah, he's. Yeah, it is but his it was, last role. It was it was a very good movie. It's uh, did you you never ended up seeing it, huh? Nope, did not. Uh, who's Edgar? No, what's the guy? Yeah, the Edgar director? Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright. I uh, wrote and directed. And it was kind of. Uh, I guess it was personal to him. He had like the soundtrack that in he had the movie in mind a long time ago, and actually got to to. I think they made a music video based on his ideas, and then now he actually made the movie. And it was, it was, I thought it was well, it was very well made, and it was interesting and good acting. So yeah, it was, that's worth number ten. Okay, Baby Driver. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Uh, heard the well, I basically know every song on the soundtrack anyway. But um, yeah, I I got the soundtrack to it. Um, weird, he, weird Edgar, pick for a Queen song with Brighton Rock, which is like. A, a song with a long ass just guitar solo in the middle. It's really a weird pick for a soundtrack, but I like the song. Anyway, go ahead. A uh, former guest of the show, Yvonne, sent me a link where Edgar Wright had a list of his favorite songs from 2017, and he had some good stuff on his list. Yeah, you have some uh, Kesha. Yep. Oh, actually, I mean, there's 25 songs, and they were all Kesha songs. So. A dollar sign, huh? That's what I meant to say. Oh. Yeah, well, that does sound like a good list. And she didn't even put out 25 songs this year, so... No, it, I think... I thought it was songs that came out in 2017. It was just songs he happened to listen to in 2017. Oh, okay. And his, his car only has a one CD, and he doesn't like to change it, so it's just... Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's before she became a dollar sign. Oh, it was when she was actually Kesha. Yeah, it's from 62. Supposedly, she is like a Mensa person. I don't know. How true Mensa is. M-E-N dollar sign A? Yeah, men dollar sign men dollar sign A. Um, that, that's what they should change their name to now. Who is their, who's their most famous member before that? Like Ken Jennings from Jeopardy? Come on. Change Apparently your name, Luke, Mensa. Luke from Modern Family was also a member. Oh yeah, that's true. They probably revoked that once that show started sucking. My number nine is also a tie. Uh, because they're both Netflix series, couldn't be more different. But Mindhunter and Dear White People. Uh, finally starting to like Netflix original programming, which is nice. Um, although, I hear this new Will Smith Netflix movie is god-awful. <laughs> Not that I would have watched it in any case, most likely. But um, Yeah, Mindhunter about the early hunt for serial killers and Dear White People about... Black students at a fake Ivy League campus. Uh, yeah. And that's based off of a movie? Off the Dear movie, White People? Yeah, 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 which I haven't seen I, yet, but I want to see now, yeah. yeah I, I remember seeing a trailer for the movie, it looked like a lot of fun, but I never actually had a chance to see it. Yeah, these are both, I don't know if you started either, either of them. I no, think, I think you will I've like heard both great of things them. about both, yeah. yeah. And I've, I've actually liked the Netflix ser- a lot of the Netflix series, so... Yeah, I have higher hopes. Yeah, you I, you definitely have liked more than I have. Um, a lot of them I start the first episode and then never return to, um, which is I I don't know if it's not because if it's because I just don't enjoy them or if it's my own fault for being lazy. But um, but these ones I, I like after the first episode I wanted to keep watching, you know, binging them. So anyway, that's uh, that's my number nine. I think I've recommended both of those in the past. I think for my number nine, I'll stay on theme and do a double Netflix whammy Ooh. with one 
I think should be higher on my list, but since I decided to do a double Netflix whammy, I'll keep it low where the other one uh, belongs. 13 Reasons Why, which is a tough watch, and it's more geared for teens, but I thought it was well-crafted. and Is coming back for a sequel, which seems very weird to me, but anyway, go stupid. on. Yeah. A sequel with the same characters, or is it it's ridiculous I think it's anyway? This, yeah, I don't know. So they're just going to continue and have it like they found another tape from somebody else. Anyway. I thought it was well done and it was kind of heart wrenching in, in in good ways. And I think it's, it's really made for kids, but I think it's en- good enough that adults can watch it. And that's the one that belongs in number nine, but the one that belongs higher. And I wanted to put it in this is glow. Which oh, glow. Shit. I totally higher. forgot about glow. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a magnificent show. Uh, what's her, uh, something Brie, uh, Alison Brie. No? Yeah, Alison Brie. She's the star and she carries it. Like she is magnificent in it and it's a fun show. And it's the one time, I can actually Mark, Mark Maron. Maron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. He's fucking great in it. Like, yeah, he's yeah. really good. So glow is something that's like gorgeous. Lazy wrestling is, is something worth worth binging on Netflix. Yes, I agree. And I did binge it. Um, 13 reasons why I watched. That was one that I watched the first episode. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try. No, I, I can see. I mean, you don't normally like stuff that's geared for young for like, stuff yeah no that's true that's true um all right well my number eight hey guess what i got another tie um the handmaid's tale on hulu and alias grace also on netflix both margaret at uh adaptations from margaret atwood honestly i liked alias grace better um but it's also more like my style because it's it's kind of a mystery um, although one that, you know, it, whether or not it gets resolved, isn't the point of the, of mm-hmm. the story. So, it, you know, so have, have you read either book? I haven't, but I really want to read alias grace. Now I read the handmaid's tale a long time ago, uh, but didn't finish it. Like, it, like when it came out, I think I, I read it and I, I found it, uh, kind of dry, but I would like to reread, try to reread that now too, because I liked both of these. I kind of. I like the fact that Alias Grace was just a, a miniseries that was just the book and, and that was it. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Handmaid's Tale, they kind of developed into a series. But I think they yeah. were both really well done, uh, really well acted. Um, and both, you know, not not fun things to to watch necessarily, but but good. I mean, I think you you can definitely get a lot out of out of both shows. But- is Alias Grace sci-fi as well? No, it's actually not. It's uh, it's set in the 1800s. Ah, okay. Well, yeah. I guess hand hand me tell you you wouldn't really call sci-fi, would you? Just kind of it's dystopian future. future. Dystopian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not... I, I've read I've read Handmaid, Handmaid's Tale. And I I thought it was good a few years ago before the series came out. I should try to read Alias Alias Grace before seeing the show. I guess maybe. I mean, I I kind of feel like. Either way would work with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I I really who's who's involved in anybody or is it just kind of everybody's no no everybody's no basically no name in it. um well that's not true um Anna Paquin is in it and um the dude who played Chuck on the show Chuck who I oh, okay. was like trying to figure out who the hell it was forever um until it it clicked uh, he's on it but yeah it's mostly like the the lead actress in it I didn't know and she's she's magnificent in the role so well that's cool so chuck is zachary levi right yeah yeah well, i remember his name <laughs> well he made an impression that was a show that like 
I wanted to like, but it was never as good as I wanted it to be. Like, I thought it was a cool premise, Chuck, but... Yeah, I, it, I liked it. It was fine, least, but, like, it, yeah. wasn't, it didn't reach the levels I had hoped it would. No, it, it had its level and it stayed there, And but I thought it was funny and, and well-made. That was... And that's something that kind of that was semi popular for a like a group of super popular with a small group of people, so they kind of kept the show in the air. And then once it went off the air, I don't see as much about it. Like, I guess I don't go to Tumblr. Maybe there's Tumblr memes about it, but I don't see as like people talking about Chuck like other shows have wheels. Like, what's that show that's been on? For? I guess it's still one. That's why they talk about it. That I've never watched it, but I, I imagine it must have some charm. The supernatural. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's been on for like. 11 seasons or something crazy yeah. like that yeah well, people but, watch it love it so i really feel like i should just go in the first season and watch it maybe not watch all 11 seasons just to see what the what the show is like but chuck didn't even have like the wheels of of similarly short-lived shows like uh firefly or veronica mars you know what i mean right yeah, yeah it lasted it well it, it was like by the skin of its teeth each year and then right Every season they'd have, because I watched it all the way through, and every season they'd, and uh, this links to Hands Made Tale really well, because the female lead of, of right. Chuck is the, the wife in Hand, Hands Made Tale, but the, every yeah, season they would have. Chuck are in the new Margaret Atwood adaptation, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and that's by design. Uh, every season of um, Chuck, of Chuck they'd, they'd have a, a product placement, like really, really blatant after the first season, which was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, no, I I enjoyed it, but it was not, you know, I I would watch it when it was on. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I think it's another vote in its favor that that is, I think there's a term for this genre aware, where a show is like it's a it's a like it's their um it's written geared towards a certain audience, and they're aware that audience is there, and they they kind of have fan service for them, and I think that that is both cool and it takes away from like the quality of a show. I it, think it can. Yeah. It depends on how it's done. Yeah. I, and I, I don't, was... I, I don't think this like made it a bad show, but it was just like, sometimes they did things like when they had Brandon Ruth on, who was from Superman and they had like other co-stars on the show. I can't someone like they had great actors on there that, Oh, Scott Bakula. And that was definitely a, a move and a he was great in yeah. the show. Anyway, well, I it, I know it's funny. I was just I was watching old episodes of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and they had <laughs> they had the guy on from uh, Parks and Rec who I think he owned a pawn shop. He was the, like that old grizzled like biker looking dude. I don't. Mm-hmm. He might have been missing teeth. I can't even. Remember, but he was like a suspect, and and he said something like, um, "Oh man, I can't remember. Last time I had human interaction was when I ate an ice cream with Leslie Nope." And they were like, "This guy's crazy." I thought that was pretty awesome. Anyway. Oh, I I don't know how I missed that. I, I missed it the first time too. I know. That is unbelievable. That is awesome. <laughs> anyway, we're up to what your number eight. eight? Yeah, that was my uh, that was my number eight. So what's yours? Oh, I have to do mine. I thought that was oh, okay. Yeah, that was mine. No, time. no, wait. You did your number eight, and then I did my number eight, which was the no, you, the glow no. in. Uh, no, all right. Here, my number ten, Sergeant Pepper and XTC. My number nine, okay. Mindhunter, Dear White People. Number eight, Handmaids and Alias Grace. So. Oh right, okay. So yeah. yours wasn't a double Netflix. Let's see. I was going to do Handmaid's Tale, so maybe I won't do it now. No, you can still. Uh, I think you still can. Yeah. I like nah. that we have. Okay. <laughs> I will do Handmaid. Okay, Handmaid's Tale, because that we didn't talk about it enough. It, it's. It's so dark and so hard to watch, and I haven't finished it yet, but it still was going to be on my list because it's so well written. 
and well acted. And I, I know she gets a lot of the praise. Well, well deserved, but everybody on the cast is good. There's not really any, any weak links. Oh, it's every, very, it's very good. And even the, the woman from Chuck is, no, I mean, she's, she's really evil. good. She's awesome. And it's like there, and they even gave her a little, a little more subtly, like, like she is kind of like the, as far, maybe there's an episode that gives the, like the, the one who got an Emmy, the, the teacher, Maybe it gives her a little bit more, but she's pure on evil as far as I could tell this season. But the the Chuck character has a little bit of subtlety to it. Yes, no, exactly. I think, yeah, to me, it's almost like a co-starring role between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's a, I mean, obviously, it's... I'm not going to argue with your pick. <laughs> uh, my Okay, well, let's keep moving then since we have so much yeah. to do. Uh, my number seven is the Vietnam War, the documentary series that was on PBS, Ken Burns, um, talked about on the show, taught me so much shit I didn't know about the Vietnam War and was also very applicable to what's going on now in the world in a lot of ways. Um, and and But was also like riveting to watch, which, uh, which is hard to pull off for something that long, I feel like, and, and with subject matter that's that not fun. Um, mm-hmm. But I think... Definitely, if you haven't seen it, you should, you know, DVR it or, you know, get it on demand or whatever you, people do. I have or no donate to your local PBS station and you, know you can get a copy of it on DVD and a tote bag. Yeah, you should donate to your local PBS station. I mean, I'm not telling you how to live, but on the other hand, I am. Yeah, Vietnam War. Did you did you watch any of it? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, you should you should put it on your yeah. list. You'll like it. Kenny, Bur- Kenny Burns. Because we're buddies. Yep. He, he, he does... Do a good job. I mean, I remember the complaints about the jazz and I understood them, but it was still engaging and like, I, I don't know. He really knows what he's doing. Well, the, the complaints about the jazz, I mean, I get it too, but like how many episodes did you want him to do? Like he can't do 37 part history of well, jazz. I think you know what I mean? Not so much that they wanted more episodes and more that there were more people than Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong was no, dominant. I know, but, but you got, but he you, was, a you dominating have, figure. Yeah, so you yeah. have to give him that much coverage. That's what right. I'm saying. Like to yeah. give everybody their due, it's got to be super long, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Vietnam War, my number seven. Uh, my number seven is going to be. Obviously, I'm not like you said, not as organized. But let's go with a movie, and number seven will be Get Out. Of course. Good thing we watched it recently. Yeah, two it, weeks ago I finally watched it, and you know, you you go into a movie where it's fully hyped, it's really, really hugely hyped, and you watch it, and it lives up to the hype. That makes it that much better. It's a great film. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was glad I saw it on opening weekend. Like I didn't really know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I um, think you had the perfect experience because it's there's no way you could have expected. Like I kind of expected what I got. And there's no way you could expect that from the trailer. No. Just because trailers don't tell you everything. And it's coming from the guys from Keen, or one of the guys from Keen Peel. So you're thinking, well, the trailer's not showing everything. And of course, this is going to be ridiculous and silly. So. Yeah. No, just, I mean, super well made. It's like impressively well made, that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For a first time director, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, not just, I mean. For anybody, I mean, yeah. But yeah, it's, especially it's, for a first time director. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah, came out of sketch comedy? I mean, it's right. you know, and it is kind of a sketch comedy premise almost. 
Um, well, that's but, why I mean, we talked about that during the episode where I talked about how he's going to be uh, doing the the Twilight Zone reboot, and yeah. this is Twilight Zone episode. It kind of comes from there's a there's an idea, and the idea sprouted like the whole film sprouted from that idea, but it's better than that description. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, no, that that's a great one. Well, my number six is Lady Bird. Yay! That wait. will be on my list. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, well, trust me, Get Out's on mine too. So, uh, yeah, Greta Gerwig's directorial debut, starring Sersha Ronan, I believe is how you say her name. Um, about the one thing I didn't get about it was it was set in like 2003, which I I don't I didn't see that there needed to be any need for it to be set in that time period, but I assume that's what, you know, Greta Gerwig is familiar with growing up in Sacramento during that time. So, plus I don't think, I mean, I think if you're making a kid, uh, I'm sorry, a movie about uh, seniors in high school in 2017, there's a lot more cell phone use. There is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, acted great all around. What I, one thing I really loved about it was that there were no huge dramatic moments as there are in most, like nothing, tragic happens mm-hmm, right but there and are it's... lots of little things that suck you know and which yeah. is how life is i mean right. it's just so well observed and I, you know i'll it's so honest yeah i'll leave more room to talk about it when we get to it on your list but um yeah ladybird is my number six uh my number six i think we'll we'll move away from tv and movies and i'll throw one of the cds i liked from this year i think i'll start with Ah, St. Vincent. Of course. What was it called? What was mass it called? education. Oh, mi- yeah, mass education. S- or no, mass seduction. What did, no, what did I say? No, mass education. Isn't it? Oh, uh, it is mass seduction. Wait. Yeah, mass seduction. It, yeah. God damn. It's so good. I, I think first listen, I liked it a lot. Second listen, I liked it a lot. But it, I liked it more and more every other list, every list, time I listened to it. And like we talked about this before where the first couple singles were like super far, like so different than what she'd done before. Like the New York, New York song. And, uh, what was the other single that was like different? Pills was kind of weird. Um, and then, uh, she did pills, Los Angeles. Maybe Los Angeles was the other one that was just, there's songs on here that are similar to our other stuff, but there's songs that are huge departures, but they all work together on the album and by themselves, I kind of had to get used to them, but the album is just so good. And, and it's, it is awesome, and if and and you should also see her live because her show is is super good. So, yeah, same Vincent, Mass Seduction. Yeah, I don't know why I always get say Mass Educate. Well, I misread it like the first time I saw it, and so I always say Mass Education. I'm at like adding an A in there. Um, God damn it! I just lost my place somehow because I'm a dum dum. Hey, what? I del- did I delete it? Sorry, man. I got to go into my trash because. I don't know how, but I accidentally deleted my list. Okay. Oh, we're about ready to take a break, right? Uh, oh yeah, I guess we should take a break on six, right? I got my list back anyway. But um, yeah, let's take a break because we still got a lot to go with our old stuff anyway. But we'll do yeah. a, a break now, and we'll be back with our top five each. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried to 
I talk about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. Oh. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Brian Stoker's creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the start. It's gonna take some time and patience, but all the best things. All right, we're back with our top five. Uh, my number five, already mentioned, get out. Nothing more needed to say about that we did a whole episode on it so uh not not a surprise i guess uh but what have, i think that i yeah. think most for most best films of the year that'll be on the list and it, not that i've seen a lot of movies this year but that is almost certainly going to be on lists yeah i've already seen it on a few so um what do you got for number five i think number five Let's go back to TV and a show I just started watching this week, and I haven't finished yet, but it's it's good enough that I know it's going to stand up. The Marvelous Mrs. Meisel on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, Amazon. about the uh, comedian in, like, the 60s, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, a, a wife, uh, kind of spoiler alert for the first episode, but she splits up from her husband. I guess it's a complicated relationship ongoing from there, and just does goes up on stage and starts telling jokes, and it's... It's funny, it's sweet in its own way, and it's like a, it's different than I expected. The trailer makes it seem like it's kind of a, you're just looking at this woman stand-up comic and how she came to be, which you are, but it's it's more than that. It's like a whole, you get to meet her whole family, his, a lot of his family, and it's kind of the conflict there, and it's it's well-written, and I think it's an interesting look at the 60s and, and feminist empowerment, and it's, Yeah. Yeah, I I saw the first episode because they they did it um, before they released the whole series, you know, like as right, um, right. for their pilot season thing. And I but I haven't seen the rest. But yeah, um, I, th- I thought the second episode was like I thought they went somewhere with the first episode and they kind of took a step back in the sep- second episode, and I, it was a little bit jarring. But I once you got into it, I it was okay. Well, maybe may you know maybe they did the pilot and they got that made and then it was yeah, a then, little while before they right. Yeah. Yeah, that happens and I, sometimes. I forget the star's name, but she does remind me of Alison Brie. Oh yeah, I don't rem- I don't know her name. Like I didn't recognize her from anything I, when I saw. Yeah, her, I don't. But. I don't know that she's been in anything else. But she's she's very good. She's pretty much perfect. Oh, and that was my other thought when I saw the trail. I was like, is this just going to be like Joan River, like a a hidden story of Joan Rivers? And not really. So yeah, that, that's what I thought too. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Although you know, I mean, it's not a bad. It wouldn't have been bad if it was, you know. No, no. And not in at a way, all. it it is a little bit, but yeah, it's it's different enough. Yeah, from from who Joan Rivers was. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, what are we at? Number four. My number four. Uh, another one I already mentioned. Saint Vincent, Mass Seduction. Yay! Uh, it's my favorite album of hers, and uh, I I'm not going to see her live, as you know, but I've seen her a couple times. You should. Uh, I well, I've got. They did a live stream of her concert in Chicago, so I've got that. Um, and so I, I think I, I get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, but yeah, this, let's see, was, well, I'll say this. It was my favorite uh, newly released album this year. So, which is why it's number four on my list. 
Everybody go get it. Uh, what do you have for number four? I think I'll go to my favorite. Well, I don't know if it's my favorite. It's really close with St. Vincent, but I will go to another great album from this year. Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile with, what is it called? C? C? Uh, I can't remember. That's so dumb. I know. I can't remember either. It's such a weird name that I, that screws me up every time. So I'm just going to look it up. Okay. Yeah. C, uh, a lot of sea lice. A lot of sea lice, right. Doesn't make any sense. That's why it nope. screws you up. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's like, just like it was St. Vincent. I've first time I listened to it, I was really bummed because Courtney Barnett has with her previous albums is really up, up tempo, fast, fun songs. Yeah. And these are fun songs, but they're super, not super slow, but super slow compared to what she did before. So the first listen, I enjoyed it, but didn't love it. But after I listened to it twice, I was in love. And then the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. And then I saw them live and it was an amazing show. So yeah, this is a great album, and if you haven't listened to it yet, you should go out and listen to it right now. Yeah, it's a grower too. Like mm-hmm. I was just like once I got I listened to it the first time, I was like, okay, that's what it is, and then I went back and listened more. Then it it really you get into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Um, damn, we're up to number three already. So my number three uh, starts with the letter three. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which was my favorite seen. movie this year. You haven't seen it? No, I need to. That's on my list, along with Disaster Artist and uh, Call Me By Your Name. And there's something else that looked really good that's coming out. Oh, uh, I, Tanya. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I know. And I haven't seen I, Tanya or Call Me By Your Name, um, which are both getting really good reviews, too. Um, so, you know, I'm not I'm not a perfect movie critic or anything, but uh, I really, really love Three Billboards. And it took turns that you never would have expected, but that still made perfect sense. Um, which I always like because it's, you don't know where it's going. It's not story wise. It's not conventional. It doesn't follow the beats that you expect. Um, and the acting was great and it was funny, which is something I think that gets overlooked, but just like in bruise, which was also pretty dark. Um, there are a lot of comedic elements, uh, which, you almost would have to have in a story like this about a woman whose daughter was uh, raped and murdered, and she's oh boy taking <sighs> her revenge out on the on the local sheriff. I mean, that's kind of the elevator pitch because it goes way beyond that. But it's yeah, no, excellent. Woody Harrelson, excellent. Everybody in it, excellent. Um, no need to say that for Frances McDormand. I always know she's yeah, going to be excellent. Yeah, exactly. I know. You don't even need to mention her and excellent. Speaking of which, there is a Wes Anderson movie that I think you will like because it is animated and you like his animated work. Oh, he did another animated one? Yep, coming out in March. I Love Dogs. Looks fun. Wait, I Have Dogs or I Love Dogs? Isle. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. So it's like a pun. Is it aisle like supermarket aisle or aisle like a little small island? Little small island. Uh, I would have liked a supermarket aisle of dogs. Yeah, I think everybody would. Um, what do you have for number three? I think number three, I'll do a a multi tie movie 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 okay. choice. I'll I'll stick Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, and Wonder Woman on the same line. They were all fun in their own way and they all deserve to be on a list of 2017 movies that were good and they were all different than what came before it so i think that was good like wonder woman is the first dc movie since the christian bale batman movies that's actually watchable and good and it i think also the last from what i hear 
Yeah, I have not heard good things about Justice League. The no. the woman who plays Wonder Woman is is Yoga very Dot. yes, very very good Wonder Woman, and uh, it, the the direction's good and the music is a little bit disappointing, but it was still good because uh, Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman, whatever that was called, her music was the best part of that movie, and I and not being hyperbolic, it was really good. Like her her when she came on the scene, like her coming on was good, but the the music was just. It's such a breath of fresh air, but so I was disappointed. I thought the music in this would be overwhelmingly good, but it was just okay. But uh, Spider-Man Homecoming also a departure from the other Spider-Mans, even the Tobey Maguire ones, which I think are good. I thought this had a better sense of humor than any other Spider-Man before. And then there's Thor Ragnarok, which was all jokes and all jokes all the time. And and you would think that would be a bad thing in an action movie, and it really wasn't. It was hilarious. Everyone, Mark Ruffalo and Chris Hemsworth are funny people, and they made that movie hilarious with a good action story. Yeah, they so were that's, good. Oh, you, I forgot that you'd seen that. Yeah. yeah. I saw Wonder Woman as well. I have not seen Spider-Man Homecoming. I'd say of the three, Thor is probably the best. Well, it's fun, yeah. Yeah. Just all the way through. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's the problem with Wonder Woman that it's not good all the way through. That there's a lot of good parts all the way through, but yeah, there's yeah. like the the big fight at the end is not that good. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, all right, my number two. Okay, my number two and number one. These are kind of old things, in a way. But um, my number two is Twin Peaks: The Return, uh, the season on Showtime, eighteen episodes, which was just different than anything that's ever been on TV. Um, and a lot of people had problems with it. A lot of people just went with it and loved it. And I was one that went with it and loved it. And, uh, it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything about it cause it's definitely worth watching, but, um, but it should always be remembered that the show was about a, uh, a teenager who was, molested for years and then murdered by someone I don't want to give that away either in case you haven't seen the original but um, always keep that in mind when you're watching the new one because <laughs> I, I know people want it to go a certain way but it's always been about one thing basically um, anyway yeah it, it was like definitely the best looking TV show ever uh, which is not surprising from David Lynch but also just like so David Lynchian, it's. I was amazed watching it that it got on TV, and that <laughs> it almost didn't. It almost didn't, and thankfully they let him do what he wanted. Um, you know, for better or for worse, depending on your feelings on David Lynch. But uh, for me, it was definitely for better. So my number two, Twin Peaks: The Return. I did not do a good job on my list, and I just realized there's a bunch of crap I didn't say, and I want to be on my list. All right, <laughs> you're gonna have, have to do left. some more ties, dude. Ah, uh, yeah, well, I have too many to do ties. I'll, <laughs> I'll just do, I'll do, I'll do tie here for number two, somewhat related, but not really. Last Jedi and The Shape of Water, not related at all. They're just both movies. Well, they're both, and, you know, CGI stuff, right? Yeah, I don't know how much CGI is in The Shape of Water. Have you seen it? I haven't. No. It's very good, and I didn't. I knew nothing about the story of Shape of Water before, and I, apparently I'd seen the trailer, but I didn't remember the trailer. It's just it's a very very good melding of different genres into into one into one movie. It's just it's so wonderfully sweet. When I after I watched it, my thought was it's Amelie with with monsters. Basically, it's just very sweet, uh, very that, well. That's what he does. Is 
melding of genres, kind of, right? Yeah, totally I've only right. seen Hellboy, so I didn't, I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, but, you haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth or no, okay. not yet. Uh, so yeah, that was good. And then Last Jedi, it's getting a lot of crap from from true fans. I but saw I that. It. I don't know why, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't really want to know what their problem is with it. Right. Yeah, I'm not without giving too much away. I think uh, Ryan Johnson wrote, or I think that's his name, something like that, wrote a movie that was that was able to like put holes in tropes that have existed forever and doing it in a, a in a fun way in a story that really took the like the the Star Wars to the next level. Not like next level as far as quality, because I don't know if it's better than Empire Strikes Back, but as far as this is where the story needs to go and in interesting new ways. I think he did a good job at that. Well, so I really liked it. I, who can fault him for that, especially after the prequels? I mean, yep. yeah. Yeah. Well, people are saying it's worse than the prequels, and I disagree with that. I have a but really hard time believing that, but yeah. Mostly it's getting critical acclaim, so it that gives me warmth. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked it. So, yeah. And then just to throw this in. Go watch the Detroiters and Amy Sedaris. I've been talking about it all year. They're great shows. Oh, okay. I'll put those down on your list as well. Yeah, it's a four-way tie. Detroiters. Wait, what's Amy Sedaris' show? Oh, I forget the name. Where she? It's like Martha yeah, Stewart. Her, but... Okay, I'll find it. And I'm going to put that as a four-way tie. Oh, you haven't watched that? I haven't. I don't have cable, dude. Yeah, I thought maybe it was on Hulu. I wasn't I don't sure. I think so, no. At Home with Amy Sedaris is the title, and it's just, it's really absurd. Absurd uh, humor is always great, and when, especially when it's done well. And this is done very, very well, as you would expect from Amy Sedaris. Yeah, she's great always, so I, I'm sure it's awesome. All right, I'm, yeah, I'm putting that down as a four-way tie for you. Um, my number one is another tie, uh, also both old, but uh, definitely worth it even so. Uh, Husker Du, Savage Young Du, the box set of their work from 1979 to 1982, which has a lot of, like, live stuff that you could tell was recorded on some guy's Walkman and shit, but, you know, they still cleaned up the sound as much as they could, and um, <laughs> you can see that they weren't, they didn't really start out being super fast hardcore that they got known for in that period. They, they started out uh, basically being more pop like they were later in their career, and then got ag more aggressive and fast in a short amount of time. But um, it's really fascinating uh, for fans. And obviously, I've been waiting like forever for something like this to come out, which is why it makes my number one. It's not all their all the songs are genius or anything, but uh, it's, it's just finally having it out there. And then also, uh, also from Minneapolis, uh, Prince, Purple Rain Deluxe Edition, another one I've been... I've been waiting for Prince's vault shit to be officially released forever as well, so it's nice to hear some of that, and it comes with a uh, DVD of a concert from 85, which uh, looks like it's a concert from 85, <laughs> um, but still awesome to watch, and it's, I mean, it's one of the best albums ever, what the hell, and then you get two discs of bonus material, so uh, yeah, those are, those are my number ones. I had a tie for number one, and I realized, well, no, I will keep it as a tie for number one. My, uh, one is the obvious choice, the other is not so obvious. The last episode of Nathan For You from this season is not really a part of the season. They made a two-hour episode. It is so amazing. 
But I don't even know if you need to know what the show is about to watch this episode and find it's 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 just an incredible piece of of almost fiction, almost documentary. It's just so funny and touching and really something you wouldn't expect for such a dumb show. And that's that would be one of my favorite things of 2017. And then the other tie is Lady Bird, which I love so much. And for all the reasons you said, and there's I think two or three scenes that are just heartbreakingly beautiful and it's it's a wonderful movie. It great performances all around and well written and it's it's a I've, I've, I read a think piece about it where they talk about finally a movie about poor people and I entirely disagree with it because it's not about poor people. It's about middle class people, which I think there aren't enough movies about. Like yeah, there are plenty yeah. of movies about like dirt poor people. Not that there shouldn't be, but there's lots of you see that a lot, and there's lots of movies about super rich people with like the people on the edge that are not really rich and they're not really poor and lower just middle class, by. basically. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, which yeah. is how uh, most I people grew up. Yeah, for well, a lot of my know. life, and yeah. What, yeah, you have the like your your parents losing jobs, and right? Just kind, of, just you're making it, but you're not quite making it, and it's it's really it's wonderful. Yeah, it's a wonderful, well written movie, and it. Yeah, I like it a lot, and I like that there's things that you expect. You ex- like in the movie, there she goes to Catholic school, and there's nuns, and you expect the nuns to be like total a holes, but they're nice. And they're all right. Yeah, they're people. Yeah, yeah. You're not. It. It's a. It's there's things. Nothing that you expect happens happens. I think there's like one character in the whole movie that I would say was not full dimensional, and that's that. The boyfriend. The that, oh, I was going to. I mean, he was kind of caricaturish, the the one she loses her virginity oh, to. Oh, right, but, yeah. But he wasn't, but even him. Was, but he was fine, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, was, he was somebody you could picture in yeah, real life. And I, so. I, I, yeah, I thought that he was developed enough that you understood. Where, this the coach that took over. That takes over the play, yeah. The play. He was just kind of there. There was just, there wasn't much to him. And it was funny, but it was, uh, I think in, in a lot of movies, it would just be another character. But because this movie, every single character is so well-rounded it kind of stands out because there's lots of characters in this movie that i would want to see them in their own movie yeah and see no, totally. stories. there's stuff happening that's not on screen that you know is a wonderful movie so yeah yeah Lady Bird is my favorite movie of this year and i haven't seen all the high rated movies but this was an excellent movie yeah i would like to see a movie about her best friend mm-hmm. i think that'd yeah. be an interesting movie yeah yeah no, for she's real. Developed. Like, she has the the stepfather and she's staying in town i'd like to see a movie about the the first boyfriend. He the was first, well developed. Yeah. He was interesting. And I want to see a movie about the the priest that's depressed. He was interesting. He was well to, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of people I want to see a movie about. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, depression was an an underlying theme of the movie, but they didn't mm-hmm. like they didn't like I said, they didn't make it into a super dramatic thing, which was nice. Like mm-hmm. um all right, well let's do our returning things. We'll, we can zip through these because it's all shit we've talked about before for the most part, I think. I don't know if you have ten. I have ten, but um my number 10 is Black Hammer from uh, Dark Horse Comics about a bunch of old-timey superheroes who get stranded in weirdly in some like rural town and they can't leave. Uh, it's very Twilight Zone-y and weird. So Black Hammer, my number 10. I guess my number 10 will be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which came back a little bit later than usual because... There is an excellent Inhuman show that was taking its time slot, and it's been great. Uh, they start; they, it's weird and fun, and I think they know that the show is almost over, so they're just doing fun stuff that they can get away with. That's cool. It's yeah, it's really cool when shows know that they're going to end and they can do what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
I don't think it's guaranteed that it's going to end, but they got put on Friday, and that's usually a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my number nine is Veep. I think it was the weakest season of Veep, but it's still Veep. Um, yeah, and I don't even d- agree with that, but yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We've talked about Veep ad nauseum on here. Uh, what do you got for number nine? Uh, I think my number nine will be Stranger Things. All right. Second season. Season one two. going. Yeah. Fun. My number eight is something um, that I rewatched again recently, and I'm actually a little shocked that it's not more popular because it has all the elements of geekdom, which is uh, I Zombie on the CW. Oh God, that show is so good. That should be on my list. That is, yeah, I I don't know how popular it is. I <laughs> so there's all these Christmas. Netflix has made a couple Christmas romantic movies, like Hallmark Channel movies. Yes, I know what you're bringing up. Yeah, and uh, the star of I Zombie, whose name is Rose McGyver, maybe yeah. or McGyver. She stars in one, and it's such an awful movie, but it's so awesome because she's in it. So the entire movie, I'm watching it, and she plays a a reporter who goes to report on some prince in another country and blah, blah, blah. But every time she... I wonder if she falls in love with him. Well, I don't know, and I'm not going to spoil it, but every time she goes somewhere she's not supposed to go, I think, she's playing a zombie! (laughs) And I wonder if... Like if she enjoys this movie more or doing I Zombie, and I like to think I Zombie. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah, it's got to be super fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's my number eight. I, the 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 romantic Christmas comedy she was in was not that bad, but it was not good either. <laughs> but going by those, there there are ones that are very very bad. Oh, and no I, doubt. <laughs> well, we watched one recently. Uh I I was gonna have beep. Let's see. Up a Veep, yeah. Okay. So that'll be my number. What number eight. is this? Eight. Eight. Yeah, I'll say Veep. All right. My number seven of returning is uh, How Did This Get Made podcast, which has risen on my uh, list of podcasts just because I find all three hosts so likable. I need to listen. I, I didn't listen for the longest time because I've not seen most of the movies, but I, I have really either. Don't yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. Former guest on the show, I gave her a Christmas present of a shirt that she's already gotten, so this is not a spoiler. And it says, I'm the Jason of the group, and it has a huge picture of Jason Manzoukas, and it's a really cute shirt. And I, I like Jason Manzoukas so much. Me too. And uh, this leads into mine, because I think any list needs to have it, and maybe it's on your list. What number are we at? Number seven. Oh, I'll wait. I'll put it up higher. Okay. Never mind. Okay. So my n- number seven, let's go with uh, the Descenders. The Descenders. This, what's it called? Descendants? I can't remember. I the know. comic book about the... Descender. Descender. Yeah. So good. I know, and it's still going. I gotta get. I gotta yeah. catch up on it. And uh, the talk was, before it was even in comic book form, it was sold as a movie, so maybe someday we'll see the movie. That's, well, it's so long now, like the story, so... I mean, I guess it could be a series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. why the hell not? Well, my number six, along those lines, is Saga. Yeah, that's going to be on my list. <laughs> also ongoing, yeah. Uh, my favorite comic book writer, I think. Brian K. Vaughn. He really is the best. It's too bad his attempt at television wasn't that good. Which Oh, Runaways? Under the Dome. Oh, Under the Dome. Because they do have Runaways on, which is, you know, as you runaways, know, based on the characters he created. Runaways is supposed to be an excellent show, and I'll need to check it out. It's gotten great rave reviews. Yeah, it's not bad. I've been keeping up on it. Oh, you're watching it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
Uh, what do you have for number your number six? Uh, let's go with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nine Nine. <laughs> of course. What we talk about it all the time. This season has been excellent, and I think you know was it la- last season? No, it was this season where they started off in Florida, and I think what? Uh, Damn, was uh, that this season? I thought maybe it was last not. season. Yeah, I know it seems so long ago, but I don't even. know. Oh, you actually. might be right. Maybe that was last season. Anyway. They they do such a great job of mixing things up that uh, it's fresh this, all the time. No, it wasn't. This, this season, season was prison with uh, Tim Meadows as the cannibal cellmate. That's how it started. Right. Yeah. Right. It wasn't. <laughs> Which was also less, great. <laughs> but it was also. But it's the same along the same lines with where they're taking them. They they're doing something to take them out of the precinct. Yes. Yeah. And it worked. It worked really well. Yeah, you're right. Florida was last season where they did the same similar thing, but. And but what's great about this show is they do stuff like that, which any sitcom would do. They would take them out, but there's repercussions of what happens. Like, uh, was it uh, the? I can't remember the name, but the other person who was was in prison talks about that a lot in subsequent episodes where she's closer to her family and yes. And really, they've done a great job with like the like a special episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine where she announces she's bisexual, which started as a joke and actually was a very good interesting episode yeah very so, well yeah. done yeah Brooklyn Nine-Nine Nine-Nine and still funny yeah um, oh yeah yeah my when I say special episode I'm not talking 80 style <laughs> my number five is Broad City um yay did you watch the entire season no I'm still a few episodes behind this okay great. do you watch those they show like after the show they show you like some making of thing um oh really you should watch yeah they so you should watch that for the final episode because there's something that's really cool in there that I hadn't noticed. But anyway, yeah, uh, Broad City I'll probably always be on my list of returning as long as it's on. So, and another one we've talked about ad nauseum. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, what do you got for number five? Number five, I will say Paper Girls. Yes, another more, Brian K. Vaughn. More big BKV, or maybe we'll just do a tie. Broad, uh, I'm sorry, Paper Girls and Saga. And so, okay. Yeah, they're both great. You should go read them if you haven't already. There's a ton of collections of both. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, my number four, weirdly enough, is Paper Girls. So there we go. Got that. We both got that. We both got Saga. Um, oh, no, sorry. That was my... Wait, was that my number? Yeah, that was my number four. Uh, yeah, so what's, broad... you, what's your number four? Sorry. Let's throw Broad City in. Yeah, of course. I think... Yeah, we'll have a lot of ties. So my number three, speaking of ties, is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine! What do you got for number two? I mean, your number three, sorry. My number three, I, I've lost track of what I've said and what I haven't said. You've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Stranger Things, Veep, Descender, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Paper Girls and Saga, and Broad City. Oh, I shouldn't have done that tie with Saga. You want to throw <laughs> Saga in at number three? Sure. Okay. So, yeah. Saga is your number three. All right, my number two is The Good Place. Yay! Of course, which has gone off the rails in the most enjoyable way possible. Yeah, Yeah, it's like so insane. I don't know how they're going to keep it up, but they are managing to. So, yeah, The Good Place, my number two for sure. Uh, My number two is another comic. I have to remember the name of it. It's, oh, crap. What about... Uh, it's about a guy who has a demon who tells him he needs to kill people. Oh, I have another thing I should have. Damn, oh, so much good. 
Yeah, that's yeah. it. No, Archie actually has gotten worse, but uh, crap. Uh, I forgot what I was thinking about. Oh, Edward Baker. Um, for this year, I don't know if I want this. Anyway, have you started watching Happy yet? I haven't. I don't know where to find it. Like, I, I don't think I can oh, get it. It's so. not on Hulu? Okay. Um, let me just, I have the name right. Kill or Be Killed. Kill That's or Be number Killed. Two. Number two. Edward Baker comic, Image Comics. Very good, very violent, very well written, very well drawn. Yes, I uh, I'm not caught up, but I did start it so because I'm an Ed Brubaker fan as well. My number one, uh, it was gonna be the Good Place, and then I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? What has made me laugh more than anything? And it's got to go to Comedy Bang Bang, just because it's weekly. Oh crap! Like, it's not always the you know the best, but like consistently, it makes me laugh. So. Well, I have a tie for number one, because when you said, how did this get made, my immediate choice was to say Comedy Bang Bang, and I was like, I can't have that at number seven. It has to be higher. Yeah, yeah. So my tie for number one is The Good Place and Comedy Bang Bang. Yes, perfect. I don't know. It's If you're going to – first time to listen, it's, this is not a bad time, because the most recent episode was the Christmas episode where it's a little bit more ridiculous than usual, and they had – about 17 guests and they were all cracking themselves up. And while they're cracking themselves up, they will crack you up. It is hilarious. Are you there, John? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. It sounds like you're a little far away, but yeah, I can barely hear you. Something happened with my microphone. Let me pause it for a sec. Okay. Sorry for the technical difficulties, everybody, but yeah, Pat, I could barely hear what you were saying about comedy. Bang, bang. Um, Just it's excellent. Yeah. It's so consistently, like such a fun part of my day just to every Monday. I'm like, Oh, this is, I've got this now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's great. I, I'm sad that all, all like they make fun of it all the time. So I know it's not a big deal, but like all his business ventures went up in smoke all at once. I know it is. It is sad, but you know, I think he'll be doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. He had a show that ran 300 episodes or whatever it was. So I'm sure he'll, if he wants to do something, he'll find another spot to put it. But I I really like the Neil Patrick Harris episode, which ran recently just because Neil Patrick Harris seemed like such a fan of the show, and that's why he was there. Yeah, it was great. And, I, I mean, I, Jesus, the last the Christmas episode was hilarious. Yeah, that's what I was talking about when during the time. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then the, I don't know if it came through. But I, I was saying that that's the one list. Like, you want to listen to it, and you listen to that one, it's – it's so many people going for laughs and some of it's inside jokes, but enough of it isn't that it's hilarious to anybody. If you like that kind of humor. Yeah. Even if you don't get the inside jokes, it's funny. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's and, Jason Manzoukas. Yeah. And Jason Manzoukas was also on another of my favorite episodes of the year with him and, um, and Nick Kroll and, uh, Seth Morris playing Bob Duca, which was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because Nick Kroll is hilarious and he's one of the more famous people they come on the show because I think he was coming on the show before he was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not one of my favorites, even though he is super funny. I I think I like the more up and coming people better. I think maybe because they're, they're like, Nick Kroll's kind of relying on characters he's had for years. And these guys do different kinds of things. These guys are trying hard. They have to try. I mean, John Gabrus, we should mention too, who's fuck. And of course, Lauren Lapkus is always great. Paul F. Tompkins is always great. Was just an episode of life in pieces. Oh, life. Yeah. yeah, just a real, real fast blink and you miss a cameo. But yeah, it's just such a great show, and I, I mean, I think for all his like sarcasm and stuff, he's a super nice guy. Like he, yeah, he yeah. really wants to help young comedians out. Like, and it's awesome that he does that. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty nice that 
like at some point during the like the, after the Me Too stuff and everyone was talking about all that stuff happening and someone put something like oh that woman but, who worked for Scott Ackerman she said I worked yeah. for Scott Ackerman and he was always great to women he helped women, yeah. uh in comedy get a voice and blah. yeah I thought that was yeah. awesome like it was really cool although it was a little tacky for him to retweet it but what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> just kidding I don't think it was I, I mean I think it's no it wasn't it totally fits with his personality his like it's funny that he retweeted it and also you know what fuck it I would retweet it too shit yeah I didn't think it was funny yeah. I, I thought it was like you know you want people I don't know it's a really cool thing he's probably proud of it so yeah, yeah as it, he, he's a as cool he guy be. yeah he would never admit to being a cool guy uh, in his comedy persona, but yeah, I think no. he definitely is. And that's actually his comedy persona. One of the all the, the this happens in the Christmas episode when his when he decides he hates another character. It's some of the funniest things that ever happens. <laughs> it really is, yeah. There's that the manager for the when Brandon Small's on the manager. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget the character's name, but the. the it's just really funny. When Brendan Smalls plays like three different characters. When yeah. He's on, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I mean, the best comedy anything out there, I think, right now. Yeah, uh, it's so it's so funny how we talk about improv and that improv on that is just so far superior to other improv podcasts who what that also might be good. They just don't I don't know don't why. Rise to the something, level. Yeah. Something that he I think he's a big part of it that he brings it together in such a way to make it like more relatable and, and seem less like improv and more like a fun, like Be, funny thing because he's not doing the improv. He's right. Yeah. yeah he's the host, which really makes it work. Yeah, I agree. It reminds me a little bit, and this is an entirely different show, but I've talked about how much I like Phil Hendry. Uh, he used to do, he used to have a show where he would play all the characters. And it does remind me of that a little bit where Phil Hendry as himself to, would play the Scott Ackerman character really well, like not the Scott Ackerman character. Right, but you get right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The straight, the straight man the straight in a way. Guy. Yeah. I think that uh, that's. I think that maybe you're right that other improv, like like the the one that Paul Tompkins, Spontaneous Nation, is very good, but there's no. It's just kind of going somewhere that that there's no direction to it. That I think Ackerman gives it the direction. Yes. So. Yeah, he guides it and steers it to the right mm. place always. It seems like so. And that's a different entity as well. They're just they're trying to do that's the pure improv where they right. don't right. You got to make up a whole story around right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I man, now I'm stressing because I'm like, oh, we got to have a recommendation. I don't know that I have anything. I'm just gonna recommend something I talked about during this. Uh, I during probably the, will too. Uh, so let's go to recommendations, Asians, Asians, Asians. What do you got? I'm gonna recommend the marvelous Mrs. Meisel from Amazon Prime that I talked about during earlier in the show. I've been enjoying it this week, and it's very fun. You know, I'm just going to count as my recommendations all my returning stuff, because why the hell not? I mean, I've talked about them all before, but... Um, oh. Yeah, no, you got to pick one, because we've right. recommended pretty much of all recurring stuff we've I'm recommended. Going to pick, I'm going to pick Comedy Bang Bang, just because I don't know that I've oh, ever recommended it before, I know that other I have, than talked about it, you know? For almost a fact, I know that we have. Okay, we <laughs> might have. Then, you know what, I will recommend... Uh, Something from their first top ten list. Oh, something from my first. Then I, yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with three billboards because I think it's the most obscure. Yeah, but um, you already recommended that. Oh, fuck, I did. And I already recommended the... You know what? I'll recommend the uh, XTC, Black Sea reissue. Oh, that's a good one. You can't go wrong with XTC. Is ever is everyone from XTC alive? Yes. So they're making money off of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. and That's good. And two of the guys just started a new group... Um, the main songwriter dude, Andy Partridge, I don't know what he's doing. He's, I guess, 
he and Robin Hitchcock were working on something for a long time, and Robin Hitchcock was like, yeah, it's just never going to get done, because Andy Partridge, I don't know. Like, he's just lazy or something. I don't know. Oh. But, <laughs> I mean, he didn't, Robin didn't say that, but. You no, know, I know. He obvi- <laughs> the guy's obviously like, oh, I'm going to rest on my laurels now. Um, yeah, so, Black Sea. Uh, all right, well, this has been a long episode, so let's go to write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Uh, rate us highly on iTunes and write a review if you can and like us on Facebook and most importantly tell your friends to listen listen to us we mean not just listen I mean which is good advice for everybody you should well really if you have friends and you just tell them to listen because if they don't listen to you they're not really friends they're just if they're waiting for a chance to talk they're not a good friend so tell them to listen and then when they are listening say Here's a podcast you might like. It's called Pop Culture Continuum. It stars Pat and John. I agree. It's a good gauge of friendship and a good way to get us listeners. So it's a win-win for the entire world. I'm Um, sorry what you said. So I think, you know, we might try to do our top 10 songs next week, but that might be a bit daunting. Um, So we'll see what happens, but we'll do something. Um, And, oh, I guess, man, well, I guess by the time this comes out, everybody will have had their... Happy holidays, but happy holidays anyway to everybody. Uh, maybe it'll happy still... New Year. Yeah, happy New Year. Oh yeah, we're in 2018. Oh man, thank God. Only three more years, everybody, until the end of the world. Until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>